Hello. Hey. <laughs> there we go. Brother Vanessa, how you doing? I'm doing really well, man. And yourself? Oh, man, I'm still learning. I'm still learning, man. I just want to uh, thank you for joining the Single, Obsolete, and Dangerous podcast, a podcast where Black folk talk about shit that relates to white supremacy, racism, and white people. But we think about it, but don't know how to say constructively. And mm-hmm. so uh, I just wanted to extend how much I just appreciate you just giving me some time to kind of talk with me and uh, just kind of just share some of these experiences that we're having and dealing with that. And uh, so, yeah, man, I just want to tell you how much I love you, man, and appreciate you, bro. Oh, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. It's an honor. Yes. Man, so, uh, so uh, all podcasts, man, every time we start, man, we start out with some very poignant type of questions, all right? So the first question is, are you white or non-white? I'm a non-white African-American man. Okay. All right. And does the system of white supremacy, which is racism, does it exist? By all means, it definitely, definitely exists. Definitely exists. All right. Cool. All right. So now that we're at this point, we laid this foundation here, man. Um, What has been your experience and things that you have learned because of this system being in existence? Um, well, one of the things I've learned um, just through evaluation is that um, there's there's levels to it. Uh, there's okay. levels to, um, you know, the just the logistics that goes on within that perimeter of you know of supremacy, um, hmm. and it's how you view it. Some people, uh, they view it and they want to ignore certain aspects of it. And then there's just that, those levels where you it's like, man, it just jumps out at you. You can't, you, you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always that underlying, there's that underlining uh, 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 vantage point where it's, you know, you have to, you have to literally you know, force yourself to see it, but it's there. Hmm. Is there been, has there been times where you've been able to see it, but someone who was non-white wasn't able to see it and you were seeing, you both were looking at the same thing. They're like, no, I don't see it. And you're like, no, I see it. but You just don't see it, but I see it. Oh yeah, most definitely. Because um, sometimes people like, like that goes back to my point that uh, there's levels to it. Um, hmm. What the you know, you may not be able to understand the the the, the reality of just what, what the objective point of it is, but you know, at its most uh simplest form, it mm. it it's a part of it's like a it's a it's a it's a system. If it's a system, then you know there's there's levels a part of that system. And some people don't understand that because they're not there yet or they haven't actually went through it to be able to understand it. Mm. Now, uh, one thing is uh, uh, the profession that you're in now, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, profession, what profession are you in now? Football, National Football League. Okay, so you're a professional football. Uh, I, I wanted to see if you could kind of unpack 
some of the things. Well, you know what? There's a here's a crazy thing. Um, I remember uh, this podcast is an extension of my Facebook, right? So a lot of my Facebook interactions um, over the years has garnered a lot of attention, has garnered a lot of discussions. One of the most poignant uh, discussions I uh, I had was when you were drafted. I remember the night that you were drafted, and people we were all connected, we're all uh, showing love, and um, I remember because I've had some experiences with NFL athletes that were in the league, that were out of the league, that were trying to get back in the league. Uh, at this time, you were on your way to the league, and um, one thing I had uh, I had exposed and expressed about was the uh, the forty million dollar slave. It was a book that was made. Did you ever get a chance to check that book out? Or read, I didn't. Or I did not. So in this book, this guy talks about professional athletes and shows the correlation, creates the correlation of what was happening on the slave plantation as a related of black bodies, physical prowess being used to, to enrich white men specifically. Like, and so how that... The $40 million slave was created with the black athlete, the professional athlete. And he used professional basketball and professional NFL. And I remember um, expressing and talking about that. And I think I remember posting. And then there was somebody that we both had known. And he was just like, yo, why would you say something like that? Like, Ness has worked hard. And I was like, yo, Ness is my, I've known him almost all his life. So I'm not speaking as in I'm speaking negative, but because I love my brother and I love him, like, I don't want him to be taken advantage of because so yeah. many of them have happened. And so my, from my perspective and what I've observed is that it is a reflection of the system of white supremacy. So I'm asking what has, or is that true? Is it, is there no correlation? Is that a bad correlation to make as it relates to uh, the $40 million slate that was written in this book about that? Is that a bad correlation to make with the professional athlete as a black athlete, professional athlete playing at the level that you do play? Um, I would personally, I would say you can't ignore, uh, I'm, I'm a, like yourself, uh, I'm a history guy. So you can't ignore that that is history. Like that, it would be, you know, it would be, I would be, um, a hypocrite if I said that that's not true because it, you know, historically that has been true. Um, you know, even as far back as, you know, uh, uh, the Romans, the Romans practiced that, you know, with the, you know, they were bringing the gladiators, over the gladiators right. you know. Right. So right. I, I can't, I will not ignore that. Um, in today's present, you know, present, um, it's it's a business, you know. Uh, they run it like a business. That's exactly what it is. They they're out to make their. It's a it's a multi, you know, billion dollar industry. It's a trillion. it's a business trillion trillion, yeah. trillion. trillion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It, it's it's a business, but within that, you know, you, you I would be a fool if I didn't say that. Yeah, there's 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 I'm sure there's uh, some bias in there where you know everybody has their own standpoint of where they stand with racism. Um, mm. I mean, you have seen it. You know, you've seen it in the NBA. Uh, right. You know, uh, um, even with, when Blake Griffin. Uh, came out about uh, their their. I'm 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 assuming. Correct me if I'm wrong. Their president at the time, right. um, Sterling. Yeah, Sterling. Sterling. Right. Yep. Right. So right. it it exists. It yeah. exists. Have I seen it? No. 
but I'm sure that it exists because there's an underlining tone, there's an underlining message, you know, in a lot of different things that goes on in businesses that are, you know, about money. Um, Mm. So, you know. So naturally, because the NFL is is a business itself, much like any business that's within this system, it's going to have some inherent traits of white supremacy. Because it's just like it would have been if I'm trying to work at Starbucks or if I'm working at a bank or if I'm, a, or if I'm, on, I'm an athlete on the field, all of it is business. And because it's part of the system, there's going to be white supremacy all through that. I would, I would, I would go as far as to say um, the foundation of, of, you know, because these owners are mm-hmm. they're you know they're this a lot of some of the, some of these uh ownerships are passed down you know from generation they're generational um wow. some of the foundation you know may have been established on that it may not mm-hmm. exist today but at one point it may have been established on you know a a a a uh, idea of supremacy, um, you know. The 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 uh, the national the league that you're in was it was it segregated at one point? Um, the 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 NFL um wasn't segregated. Um, so, it was so, so the NFL as soon as it started, it, it 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 had it was integrated. Yeah, so the NFL at one point before it was the NFL. Um, right. Was it was um. If I'm not mistaken, it was the AFC or the AFL. Um, right, the AFL. Yeah, the AFL. And that, so and that was segregated, and that was segregated. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to put put my name on that because I'm not 100 <laughs> okay. percent sure. But okay. um, I do know that uh, there were, you know, there was a lot of uh, successful um, African American players. But they weren't really in the spotlight. Mm, yeah, true indeed. Right, right. I remember. Uh, I remember learning about a, a kicker, one of the first kickers, and he was in. Uh, it was like during the uh, '60s. It was like during the, the actually no, the the '40s and the '50s and the '60s. And uh, he was like, he was like slash. He was running like all these positions, and mm-hmm. nobody knew. He was just doing all these positions. He was like one player for the Colts. And he just played forever like that. So I, I remember. Uh, that they had that is there so from, from so when you said when we are, when we initially had started you had said yo that there's there's levels to it and someone may be seeing it when it's there but they're just not seeing it and then now you're saying that you're in the national football league now and you're saying no i don't i don't see it could you could it be happening and you're not seeing it that's very well true um there's certain things that uh i choose to ignore um, wow. you know, and that's where I go. That's, that's what, where I went as far as to say that there's levels to it. And what, what, you, what do you mean? Hold on. Hold on. What you said, you said, uh, I choose to ignore. That's, mm-hmm. that's a very popular. What do you mean by when you mean, when you say you choose to ignore it? What do you mean by that? Well, there's certain things that you just, you know, you don't want to get involved in, um, wow. where, you know, because, in everything, when you have, when you're given a voice, when you're put on a platform, you use that leverage to speak out. You use that leverage to make a a a, a, a stand for your 
your your people or whatever your cause is. I mean, you see LeBron James, he did it. You know, LeBron James is one of the most popular figures, African American figure at that in in the popular sports today, and he's been very vocal in how he mm-hmm. feels about a lot of things. But LeBron mm-hmm. James has the leverage. He has uh, the leverage to be able to do that. When you don't have the leverage, when you I get what you're saying. You're like so. Uh, <laughs> So because of the level that you're at, even though you're in a professional level, certain stances that you make would affect your ability to, to, to compete and play and even and work as well. Without, with, I firmly believe that without question. Wow, um, despite, the fact, and the, despite the fact that, you know, it's freedom of speech, it's, uh, you know, our Constitution says what it says, it's a system. It's a mm. system, and within that system, you have to abide by, you know, some some to a to a point. You just don't want to put your head out on the limb um, in certain situations unless you have the platform and the leverage to be able to do so. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because at that level, everyone is even there. But even somebody, as I, I understand, uh, the the experience that happened with Colin Kaepernick and his his stance that he had made wind up, I mean, inevitably affected his, his professional football career. And so, I mean, he's somebody uh, I would think that maybe would have had a space or, or the certain leverage to do that. And it still didn't turn out as it relates for his ability to provide for his family, you know, and work. Cause you know what, one thing that I always say, um, and, I, and I'm a firm believer, if you are non-white and you're in the system of white supremacy, you are in survival mode. We're not, we're not in, a, in a place to where everything is cool and equal. So because you have families, because you have children, because you have a community that you live in, because you have people who count on you, there are things that you're going to do that you're going to have to do to maintain and take care of your family. And it's very easy for us to speak from a, uh, from a platform, like you were saying, or a high horse, right? When we don't understand what's going. Perfect example, there's a, a close friend of mine and uh, <clears throat> I talk to him regularly and he, he hits me up and he says, yo man, I've been experiencing some, some, uh, some racism at my job and this is some clearly some white supremacy. I'm like, oh, is it? And he broke it down and he's like, what you think? And I was like, yeah, you know what? That is definitely some, you dealing, dealing with some racism at the work at your job. So he's like, all right, so uh, what do you think I should do? I think you should continue working, understand what is going on and change your behavior. And he, and he was like, what? Everyone that I talked to has told me I should quit or try to sue them. You're the only one that said for me to maintain my job. You know why? Because you have a daughter. He's like, yes. Does you, do you working help maintain and take care of your child? Yes. Well then brother, you have to take care of your child. I understand mm-hmm. the system of white supremacy. I understand that we're experiencing racism. But nobody who is not white is in a place to say what you should or shouldn't do clearly because the system is still in existence. Mm -hmm. Now, I can make suggestions, but would you start holding on? And this is not no, this is not a cop out. This is not a sellout. What ends up happening is if we don't become intelligent and we don't think about what we do right in the positions, like you said, the levels that we're at, man, we'll be doing more harm than good. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, man, I man, I understand that. I respect and I understand that, man. No, but the definitely. sense of being aware means that, like you said, 
uh, I noticed it, but I choose to ignore it. So you're not, so you're not oblivious to it, but you see it. You just choose to ignore it. Without question. Um, without question. Um, I just, <clears throat> I, you know, I'll I go back to the point that I um, said about the leverage. The leverage um, with uh, much success comes, you know, a lot, it comes pressure. Uh, you know, no, I know you heard of the saying, um, you know, pressure, pressure creates diamonds. Well, with that, with, with you know, with that superstar, you know, that you, you know, people see and uh, people think, man, he's he's such he's on a, such a high pedestal. But with that, you have to use it because it's it's seasonal, you know. While you're there, it's seasonal, and while you're there, you have to you you have to use your voice to mm-hmm. to reach the masses because you know once once you're done and once you're retired, people don't really want to hear you know uh what it was you know, <laughs> but they want to hear why you why you going through it and you know that's that's you know what came you know uh, unfortunately you know I pray it still works out for him but uh, yeah. with Kaepernick. You know, that might have been uh, what it was that actually, you know, hurt him mm-hmm. in the in in the in the present tense is the fact that he was in the prime of his career uh, right. and he spoke up. He spoke right. up, you know, um, and, you know, that's just that's something that it takes a lot of boldness, man. Uh, not everybody. It, it takes a certain type of person to be able to do that. Um, because right. he was at the the height of his career, and he made a yeah. stand, you know, and in the middle of it, and that's a risk yeah. you take. That's a risk you take. Was it a worthwhile risk? Looking from hindsight now, was that a worthwhile risk? Anything regarding the advancement of our people collectively, um, this this goes farther than us. It goes farther than our our careers, this is our children, it's children, it's children. Um, this is a generation, a generation is 40 years. So this, yeah. this goes, this is, an, this goes beyond after our generation mm-hmm. is gone, there's another generation mm-hmm. that's going to come up. And, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody doesn't speak up, you know, it's going to continue. And, you know, it, it, it that's, you know, it's a, it's a risk you take. But I respect the man for the for the risk that he took. Um, people mm. don't understand it because people have their own vantage point of what they think is right or wrong. But in, right. in at, at its simplest form, you know, he he was very honest. He was very uh, optimistic about why he was doing what he did, and mm-hmm. you know, I didn't think he left it up for interpretation he was very vocal of you know why he was doing and you know and it it needed to be um it needed to be uh put put in 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 the light it needed to be put in the light um whether people you know feel like how he went about it was right or wrong that's Mm -hmm. their own opinion you know you can't speak on that but what he did i i was very i you know i agree with it i understood where he was coming from um, African Americans mm-hmm. across, you know, and even people who were going through brutality, or, period, understood. I went through it myself, so I could, mm. I could, I could uh, relate to it. Um, you know, what you so, mean? What do you mean? By, what do you mean brutality yourself? What do you mean? I mean, I was a young. I was about 
when I, I was about 15 years old. Um, okay. Just standing at a bus stop one time and uh, two police officers, um, white police officers, by the way, uh, mm. walked, they were acting like they were walking past me and they just rushed me, just bull rushed yeah. me, no, asked no questions, just bull oh. rushed me, threw me against a, a wall, frisked oh. me down and the one officer just left. He walked away. The other officer told me to stay right there. Don't move. I'm terrified, man. I'm 15 years old. I'm, I'm I'm just getting out of ninth grade. You know, I clearly, you know, you know the difference between a man and a boy. Uh, you know the difference. Um, and I, you know, this is in this is downtown. Uh, this is downtown in in the heart of, you know, the the intersection. Every you know, it's everybody's around. You know, and. They go around, they drive, their, they go get the, the cop car, they shine this bright light in my face, and they was like, that's not him. Mm. Didn't give me no question, no, no, you know, they didn't read me no rights or or anything. Um, didn't, even, didn't even apologize, you know? And for me, as a young boy at the time, I could have responded in a very violent level. I could have I could have re- responded negatively and went about it a different route, you know, but I didn't. Um, I chose to go about it a different way. And right. look, this is this is a system. This is a mm. system. Uh, you know, not all of these. You know, I'm not speaking on. I'm not going to generalize every police officer out there because it's not all of them. But the system of it, a lot of them are built on, they're not educated on how to handle specific communities. Uh, They're just placed in, they're placed in areas and they're given a task, but not given an obligation and accountability Mm -hmm. to the people in in whom they're serving. They're they're actually serving us, you know? Indeed. Indeed. We, We had a police officer actually on the podcast you get a chance to check it out, uh, 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 Officer the Peace, uh, uh, Officer Grover. We actually did an episode, and that was a that was a telling and uh, insightful uh, interaction. Please mm-hmm. continue, please. Yeah. yeah, man. So that was just you know I was just going back uh, to you know, and if you you understand um, the the fundamental, just the whole system behind mm-hmm. policing. Um, yeah. understanding that man, uh, the roots, the roots of it was built on uh, ra- racism, you know, and that's history. That's history. Matter There's fact, no to that history. The original police officers were 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 organized to protect the property of wealthy landowners, and also they were also used to capture runaway slaves. Slaves. Yep. So yep. they were they were they were they were slave patrols, and they were also there to help protect and maintain the property of wealthy white people. Yeah, that is that is the inception of the police officer, mm-hmm. which is different than the sheriff because they had sheriffs. Yeah, but the police officer is completely different than the completely sheriff. different. Completely even, different. Even now to this day, a sheriff is different. The, the county sheriff is different than the uh, police officer. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Yeah. So, 
The uh the uh, uh final piece about uh, the NFL that we're gonna go into other stuff, but uh, they uh, the NFL in response of the Kaepernick and response of some of the ratings that were missing, people were boycotting and things of that nature. Their response was to I guess what was it a, a tune of eighty nine million dollars that they had uh, uh, got to to I guess fund and to donate money in dealing with uh i guess what was it it wasn't police dealing with police brutality but it was to deal i guess with everything i guess they put in a very ambiguous and broad term do you think that 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 was suffice to put kind of 89 million dollars on that do you think that that was suffice are you saying they put 89 million dollars <laughs> towards a cause they uh, uh they didn't put they didn't, they didn't make a specific cause but mm-hmm. it was uh eighty nine million dollars that they had uh that the NFL had garnered up the uh, the the owners had garnered up to give to uh, deal with police deal with equity deal with um, community intervention community development they kind of put it in a very broad thing to kind of specifically go towards to the black community. Um, and your question, I'm sorry, and your question think, to that. You think that, that was, do you think that would, you think that, that, you think that, that kind of, that was sufficient? I think that that should be uh, that, as good. The NFL players are cool now. The NFL players shouldn't be mad. Nobody should be uh, taking a knee during the game. Everyone should be good now. We, 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 we got some money. We threw it. Now, everyone, let's go back to playing some football. Oh, um, by, by all means, um, I've, in 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 all fairness, um, I think that was a start. Okay. Um, that's a start. You have to start somewhere. Um, that's a start. We we we've been playing football. Uh, you know, whether you know whether we're you know we have used the platform to make awareness. That's something else. But we've been playing football. Uh, us making a stand and banging awareness to something. That doesn't take away, you know, that's people's opinion. Um, that doesn't take away from, you know, what what we are doing as 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 players. At the end of the day, we are we are football players. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have to protect our our, our people. We have to protect. Um, you know, this is this is America, right? Okay. <laughs> this is America right. and we are Americans. So if we see injustice in something, you know, that's that we're supposed to be, you know, uh, uh, a, a strong nation. And mm. we're all supposed to, you know, speak out. If we see something, we need to bring awareness to that. Um, that's all we did. But, you know, to answer your question, I think it, it was a start. I feel like, um, you know, we have to continue to bring awareness um, right. because it's still happening. It's still right. happening. So, you know, uh, maybe it maybe we, we take on a different tactic. Maybe that's not the, the tactic mm. that, you know, that it worked for a season. But with, you know, every um, tactic, you have to, you know, you have to change and you have to you have to you know, manipulate it, you know, to so it can be successful. Um, I, it, that tactic was successful for a season. But mm. it started to become negative. People started to, you know, think that 
we were doing this. Now it's becoming something else and it's taken mm-hmm. away from the true cause of why we were doing it. Um, yeah. But that, you know, um, we have to come up with something else. We, you know, me personally, I think we have to go in. We have to yeah. go in, go in these communities and we have to, you know, um, not only address uh, the system, but we yeah. have to address the people, uh, the people okay. within it, personally. Right. Uh, right. That's my opinion. Um, you know, because media is going to be the media. Media is going to portray what they want to portray. Um, you don't see the media portraying a lot of positivity. In my opinion, it would be 70-30, negative, being 70. Um, yeah. And that's what they feed off of. That's what they fuel off of. So, okay. yeah. Hmm. Question. Yep, yep. All right. Do you have any white friends? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And in these white friends that you have, do you guys ever talk about racism, white supremacy? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, I can't say, honestly. I can't say that that has been um, a question. At least, at least one conversation. I, I, I feel like we have discussed topics around it, but at mm-hmm. it. At the core of the question, no, I have not. Okay. Do you know? Do you know whether or not they're a racist or not? No, I, I, I don't. I don't think that they're the the people I surround. I've surrounded myself around. No, they're they are the not white, racist. The, the white people that you surround yourself, you don't know if they're racist. How no. do you know they're not racist if you've never talked with them about racism? Well, um, I I like to judge people um, based off of their actions, um, okay. you know, uh, and how, you know, how they, you know, how they go about their, their daily life. Um, and, you know, my, the people I have associated with um, personally, they have not show me anything for me to you know point a finger at them and say you're you're this or you're that could they could they be though could they be racist and they are hiding it from you very they very they very well can um that goes back to my first point when i say there's certain things right. i choose to ignore um, so, so when you're saying this, so you might have come across it and you've chosen to ignore it. There might have been like, right there, that wasn't cool. But you know what? I'm not even gonna say nothing to him. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can, I can <laughs> say, I can say that. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't All say right. it was, I wouldn't say it was racist. Um, I, you know, sometimes you just have to, all right, put some some people. They make they may say certain things, just do certain things under ignorance. And you just tell them, correct them. Look, you know what I'm right. saying. I don't think you should be, I don't think you should be saying that, or I don't think you should be doing this, or, or maybe you can reword that, man. That was kind of stereotypical. 
of right. you know, and it's out of ignorance. Um, so, um, yes, so you think there, so white people are ignorant about racism? I wouldn't generalize all white people, but there are a lot of you know uh, um, white individuals who are they are ignorant on certain aspects and it's sometimes it's not their fault it's okay it's it's sometimes you know you have younger younger children who are making rem- little remarks it's, um uh that you're not hanging you're not hanging around with no young white children though no 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 i'm talking about what i'm what i'm saying is that these some of these people grow up as adults and mm. they think certain things are okay because as young children, uh-huh. they learn that it's okay because first off, they you know they're not they're not put in positions to be corrected. So when they're adults, they make certain things they do or may say certain things ignorantly that is racist, and they just need yeah. to be corrected. Now, mm. rather they you correct- don't you don't do a lot of the correcting. Oh, most definitely. I will be doing them injustice. Uh, I'm not a friend if I don't correct you. If I just let uh, you continue to act or make certain stereotypes, you know, and I call you a friend, then I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not your friend. I'm a hypocrite. You know. So be- these friends, these friends, these white people that you said that you associated yourself, have you corrected them before? Oh, without question. Without oh, question. Well, then you. Well, then I mean you. So then you have had racist conversations with them. But it wasn't. I. I wouldn't. I, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't say it was a racist conversation. It was more as just a a, a correction to a stereotypical uh-huh. remark. That yes, it it was a right. Ra- it it came off as a, a racist. You know, it was racially biased. But right. It wasn't a full blown. I it didn't have to go that deep. It was look, don't that's that's stereotypical. Don't don't make that assumption or generalize every Af- African American for the one person you know that was African American that may have did you wrong or acted in a certain way that you you know didn't feel like was um, ethical. You know, so it was more on that terms. It wasn't an yeah. in depth conversation about racism. Okay. Yes. Do you think they know that they're white? Yeah. Yeah. Do you but, think they do you think they know that racism is in existence? Yes. I think I so, think so. So because a white person knows that they're white and they know that racism is in existence, they are fully aware of everything that is in the system of white supremacy, how it works, and what is done to maintain it. If you're a white person, and you know that you're white, and you know that racism exists, then you have done exactly. They are not dumb, they are not stupid, and they are not ignorant. What, what I have found is that I've seen them play dumb, I've seen them play stupid, and I've seen them play ignorant only because they knew very good and well what was going on and it was much easier for them to maintain what they understood and what they understand by playing like they're dumb and stupid. I have never met a white person ever. And I've traveled around the world. You, I've traveled around the world 
And every single white person I ever met that was over the age of 16 knew exactly what it means to be white and knew exactly what it means for racism to be in existence. So from the experiences that you're saying that you're speaking about, they are completely 100% aware of what's going on. And they're playing. Now, I'm not speaking about them like I know them because that's not, that's not what I'm going to do. But there are some things that I do understand that I can't, you're not going to play me stupid. Like you said, man, there's, there's levels to this thing, man. And mm-hmm. there's things that are happening whether you're aware of it or not. But I know for a fact white people are not, un- white people are, are not the ones that are unaware. We, I will take this, even me, I'm confused. I'm not even fully aware of how this racism works. Because if I knew exactly how this thing worked, I would have got rid of it a long time ago myself. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I, I could take that maybe we may be confused. And, I, and I'll take that. I am confused. You know what I'm saying? But I have never seen or, or even saw a white person just think that they're ignorant. And for, the, and for the fact for them to play like that, I know that there's an ulterior motive because they don't want to, well, I don't want to seem like that around him. I don't, want, I don't want Manessa to think that I'm like this. So let me just... You know what I'm saying? I've seen that more times than not. In these experiences, have you ever, could you, could you name a racist white person that you do know of? Um, somebody personally, or you just saying? I, I, no, yes. I, I mean, if, if, if you know them to be, because one thing that's really hard is to call a white person a racist, because when you do that, you have to prove, you have to you have, have to prove it. Right. Yeah. So, so, so from your experience, uh, how old are you now? I'm 26. So you're 26 years of life, man. You've been around white people pretty much all your life. Have you ever met a racist white person? I, um, yes. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think you, I, I have you, you met them. And you know them? Yes. Yes. Okay. And what's the, do you, could you, sh- could you share their first and last name and location? Um, well, I don't exactly. I didn't know them uh, well enough to share their 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 name and everything, um, because there wasn't somebody that I I was personally in my circle. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, through it was a teacher. It was a teacher okay. um, at at uh, Brashear High School. Um, okay, and. Uh, I don't, I don't remember his name. Um, hmm. uh, oh man, I don't remember his name. But um, he would, he would generalize. Um, he would generalize at the time. Uh, just black students. He would generalize them in a pessimistic way. That right. Okay. Yeah, in in a way that was, you know, it as a as a teenager, um, at the time, um, you you sometimes you don't understand, uh, the 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 the, the just the message behind what some teachers See are trying to saying? say. See what I'm saying? We may be confused, but they're not confused ever. They know exactly what they're saying and when they're saying it. Ahead, but this continue. is a this is a teacher, so exactly. this yeah, right? ain't that deep? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I, um, you know, it started to it started to come out a little more. But my point is, is he would say mm-hmm. he would say certain things um, that mm-hmm. would actually uh, it was degrading. 
it was degrading and it was based off of, you know, uh, he's just a heel kid or he's just a belt suver kid or, you know, what are your, what you're saying is these communities are predominantly black. So you're saying he's acting how he's acting because he's from a region of black people. Uh, and that is, that's stereotyping the, 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 the whole community and you're saying that look because he's from this area and uh-huh. he's black and he's surrounded mm-hmm. around black individuals he, get, he, he's automatically gets that negative, he gets that negative he's, connotation yeah he gets that negative mm-hmm. connotation um, mm-hmm. now you know that's you know I, I didn't that was just from an observation you know that he would say certain things but yeah um he wasn't somebody that I talked to constantly. He was a teacher. Um, do you think? Do you think the white people that you said that you associate yourself with? Do you think they know some racist white people? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. No question. Yeah. I mean, that's just like uh, that's just like uh, you know, it's that's that's hard. It's kind of hard to ignore. Um, I'm from my point. That's deep. So here they go. You don't have some interactions with them. They don't did some stuff where you have to, right? And yeah. so they would, and you were correcting them. And then you are like, oh, maybe they might not know. But we know that they did know that that correcting was, they would have done that. if Would they have continued to do that had you not corrected them? Right. Exactly. That's a, that's a good so that, point. So, yeah. So that, means, so that means they know exactly what they're doing. They're not, they're not doing it because they didn't know. Because then, yeah. And... There is a, and you're like, yo, and they know some racist white people. So now this is where, this is, so now here we go. You are surrounded by white people who know about how racism is and they know who racists are. And the system is still here. So much to the point to the fact that you participate at a, at a world-class athletic level to where that you will compromise and ignore things that are directly affecting you as a non-white person. Mm, that's deep. Um, so, so direct me to your question. Uh, that was a statement. That was a statement. The question is now, how do we find these racist white people? Because one thing that I'm a firm believer in, you cannot have criminality without the criminal. So you cannot have racism without the racist. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to find a very critical and logical way of trying to figure out who the racist white people are. Every non-white person that I have talked to on this podcast, not one of them have ever expressed of knowing any racist white person. And they even said that they had white friends and mm-hmm. none of their friends have ever given. And the ones who did have them, they didn't think to write the names down when their white friends had gave it to them. Mm-hmm. What are what are we doing here? Like like what are we what are we really doing here? You know what well, I'm saying? Yeah. Um. I think. Um. That. People they people people don't want to. Uh, just come out and you know because there's, I I firmly believe that. Um, some people don't want to just come out and and just say it. Um, 
you know, there is, there's, you know, there's people who don't understand. Um, when you're saying people, to... you're talking about non-white people or white people? White no, no, people I'm, talk, I'm, I'm talking about, about non-white people. No, no, no. Now I'm talking about uh, non-white people. Okay, um, there we go. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm talking about non-white people now. They don't understand okay. how to uh, actually just come out and say it. Um, come oh, out and just... Excuse me? Yeah, constructively say it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to... Is there, a way to say, is there a way to say it without offending? Is there a way to say it without offending them or worried about offending white people? Well, yeah, and that's what I... That's, that was the example when I said um, I had to give a constructive uh, criticism in regards of certain things uh, that I felt like was wrong. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it was... It was building of that person. It wasn't. I wasn't degrading that person because if if somebody I call a friend, you know, I'm gonna give you constructive criticism. I'm not. I'm not gonna degrade you. You know, I'm gonna give you. You know, I gave. I give the benefit of the doubt. Look, you don't. You may not have knew that. And now yeah. I'm telling you, if you choose to ignore it now, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. That's different. But if you correct it, you know, we good. Do you think that they have been corrected before by other non-white people that they had called friends? Um, I mean that I can't because you know what the deep work because I used to have I used to have white people that I thought was cool, right? And something had dawned on me. I would say something, I would do the little constructive criticism and pull back and think. And something had dawned on me. And then after it happened, I was like, yo, am I the first like non-white person? Am I the first black friend you ever had? He's like, nah, man, I've had black friends since <laughs> I was a kid. I was like, okay. So you mean to tell me the first time that you ever said something that was racially offensive was when I had dealt with you? No. Yeah, so you I agree. Tell me I that there was, so there was other black folk who had said something to you before you and I were friends. And for some reason, you just got it when I said it? Or you, had, you didn't get it all since you've had, because you had black friends since you were little. And so they looked at me he said, man, Austin, what are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just looking at, I'm trying to look at what's going on here because it seems like the first time that you've ever got corrected was me? No. So that means that you're doing this on purpose. You're not doing testing, this anybody else. Testing the limits. Seeing how far they can get. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean by testing the limits? What do you mean by testing the limits? Um, you know, there, <laughs> there's certain... I mean, it happens. It happens a lot nowadays, um, wow. especially um, amongst a culture, a, a, a hip hop culture that appeals to you know, hip hop culture started amongst African Americans, but white people have they have they have grew attracted to to the culture. They may not be able to relate, but there's a lot of things in the culture that we say that they can't say and that they shouldn't say but they say it amongst themselves and sometimes they'll say it amongst you know people of uh oh you say specifically the n-word it's the The n-word so they got they got an infinity they got an infinity saying the n-word the n-word there it is yep the n-word and you know they 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 say it around people who allowed them to say it. And this is goes back to my point to where I said mm-hmm. um, they get a, 
you know, sometimes I had to correct them with constructive criticism because, like you said, um, the question is, have you had black friends? Yes, I, they may have had black friends. Your black friends let you get away with that. And sometimes very well, the their black friends, they, say, yeah. Uh, they yeah, they let them get away with it. Well, I'm not that person because I'm doing you, I'm doing you injustice because in actuality, there's some black people who is just they won't ask questions. They're just gonna go upside your head, um, and that's just how they were. That's how they were taught because it was and like there's also the ones that they experienced where like man, not only do they not say nothing, they encourage it. Oh yeah, yeah, you my you my nigga too, no doubt. Yeah, you my you my white nigga too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's uh, it's not it's it's not it's not fair. Um, it's funny because uh, when I had um, when I had uh, went to when I went to Africa, I had met I had met a friend, and I had asked them, um, so what are y'all viewpoint? What are y'all y'all views on the N word? Um, uh-huh. you know, I expressed to them in in America, the N word is not. It's become kind of a part of the culture now. The N word doesn't actually. It's not a it's not in the culture in the culture form it's not a derogatory term it's more like a brother it's more like but you were in south africa so they got yeah. they got a specific word the cuff the cuffer mm-hmm. yeah right. yep right. and yes. i asked no. i had asked uh-huh. so what do y'all you know how do y'all feel about um the n-word and she said well here we use the n-word like hello the white people said um they what's up my my nigga uh, yeah. And it's like, hello. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like that will never fly. But they do have, a, but but they but they what they what, what doesn't fly over there is the word kaffir. Kaffir, because mm-hmm. kaffir, but kaffir is an actual. It is their representation of the n word. And actually, somebody, a woman who used uh, the word kaffir, like oh, like forty some forty eight times or forty five times, she mm-hmm. just she's she's got sentenced to three years in jail in South Africa. She um she was a white woman and uh, two non-white, specifically black guys uh, came as police officers and she was just screaming, "I want me a white officer! I don't want these cafers, cafer this, cafer that!" And she used it so many times that they arrested her. And uh, when she went to court, they 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 sent their sir to jail for using the word cafer. Yeah, but my so, my point is, so they have a word. They have a word. They that have is a equivalent word. They have yeah, but the nigga but, because it's American, they just like oh yeah, we just my nigga, my nigga, my nigga. Yeah, let us say my kaffir. They not with that. It's mm-hmm. the same. Go ahead. But yeah, like my 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 point of even bringing that up is you you mm-hmm. know that regardless whether it's kaffir, whether it's nigga, nigga, whether it's you know monkey, whatever you know it's right. a it's a word of offense. You know oh. that in your you using it. It's it mm. comes out as an offense. I mean, it, that doesn't take a, a a scientist to be able to be like, you know, yeah, yes, this is right or no, this is wrong. No, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm using it in the tense in which I'm using it, I shouldn't be using it. Period. Oh. Um, and I, I mean, that's just that's just avoiding conflict in itself. There's just certain things that you know you can avoid by just not doing or not saying. Uh, you know. It's, I, have a, I, have a, I have a question. I, I, you know, I know we got done with the football, but uh, not being specific, but like uh, one, one of the interactions that is uh, very private, very poignant um, as being a professional athlete is the locker room. 
And so it is a very kind of exposing between white and non-white people, straight up. Because it's really just black and white men in that locker room, majority of the time. You have a couple of Samoans, but that means they're non-white. So it's really a space where, you know, men are in the locker room. It's a very kind of loose space. Have you ever experienced the locker room to where the white athletes, professional athletes, were being racist or practicing racism in the locker room among and interacting? No, I have not. Um, in the locker room, uh, we're a team. Uh, ultimately, uh, the goal is to win. The goal is unity. Uh, you know, so whether that's something they practice on their in their own grounds, they don't bring they don't bring out the work. They're professionals in mm-hmm. in the manner. Um, you know, so I can't speak on what people do outside of you know. But when when room we have one goal in mind and that's that's the win to be successful um so no i have not mm, that's deep so even if they are have that they do have that they don't bring that in the locker room no nah, no nah. it, it's just like uh it's like a it's like the superman cape right uh the mm. the batman cape uh clark kent mm-hmm. bruce wayne uh in their workplace you know they they're bruce wayne yeah they're clark kent but when it's time to when it's time to go fight and you know defeat the villains, they put on a cape of somebody completely different than who they may really be. Um, a lot of times, a lot of times you experience that. Uh, you know, you see people. I mean, it, it has happened. Um, I don't know the I don't know the player. I don't know the player's name. He he was a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, uh, man. At the tip of my tongue, but um, he had he was at a concert and he was yelling out the n word, and hmm. you know he knows he knows he shouldn't be doing that. He knew he shouldn't have been doing that, and um, I'm sure he never did that at his workplace. But outside, you're you know you're you're a different you're different. You may be a different person. You may conduct yourself in a different way than when you are at you know at your your headquarters or, you know, your job, that you're a professional there. So, um, so, so, uh, so, so is that a, how do you, I mean, that's deep. So it's deep on a couple of levels because if white people are practicing racism and they are practicing white supremacist and they are a white supremacist, they know when to not do it. They know when to completely shut it off, don't even let any like you said because because if they're ignorant because if they're really truly ignorant then that means that there would have been like quite a few times where they did that in that space right if they like you were saying like yo they might just be ignorant that means if they're really ignorant it doesn't matter where they're at whether they're on the football field in the locker room or at a concert it's just going to come out but they know specifically not to do it so much so that every time that you personally have been inside the locker room it is nowhere to be found no, there's nowhere to be found, and and that's how. <laughs> yo, you confirm you confirming that these mugs is yo these guys is hiding in plain sight. They yeah, hiding mean, in plain sight, bro. I mean, there, you know, there's there's guys there's guys that you know you may be you may say like, oh man, he. I wonder how he acts when he's outside of here. 
Uh, wow. You know, but that's just wow. that that comes with that's with any job where you know you you see no, no, people. Not any job. We, we, no, we not any job. We're talking about the the, the NFL locker room. Yeah, you've we look, talk. You, you've, look, you've looked at some white players and been like, man, I wonder what he's like outside this locker room. Yeah, without without question, uh, <laughs> without question. Now, um, okay, you know, just me personally, uh, I don't make assumptions based off of you know just seeing how somebody's you know going about how they they're acting. Uh, I said I, I viewed it, you know based off of their actions, but oh. um, you know that's just that you know that's. That's just what it is. You're a professional. You conduct yourself as a professional in your in your professional environment. But when you're outside of unless you're with that person all the time, you don't know that person. You don't know how that person really acts or what background they even come from. Um, And that's just that's what it is. You know, it's deep. You uh, you yourself as a non-white person, as it relates to racism, how you respond and react outside the locker room is exactly how you act inside the locker room. So like, so, so, cause what you wouldn't do, like you've already expressed, like you wouldn't punch a white person in the face for being racist. Cause you said that, or saying something racist. Cause you're like, yo, I do constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. So which is deep cause you'll do that outside the locker room. And then, and then inside the locker room, you're the same way. But there's a potential that a white person can be racist and completely racist outside the locker room, but they know exactly not to be like that in the locker room. Wow. Oh, that wow. can very well be true. That can very wow. well be true. There's levels to everything. Man, last segment. We made it. We made it through, good brother. This is the last segment, and. Uh, we uh, oh, this is part of the segment. Everyone kind of understand, you know. If you've been following, if you follow the podcast, everyone kind of understands the kind of follow the same basic questions. So this is the this is next to the last question. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right, man. Uh, are you okay? All right. So flow with me here, okay? Yeah. Listen, to everything that I'm saying. Have you ever engaged in sexual activity and or sexual intercourse with a white person? Yes. Okay. In that engagement of that sexual activity and or sexual play, was the system of white supremacy in existence when you engaged in that? Nah. Nah. So you mean to tell me when you engaged in the sexual activity, the system of white supremacy wasn't in existence then? Uh okay 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 okay, all right all right all right. So I ask the question again. Yeah. When you engage in the sexual activity with this white person, right? Uh-huh. Was was racism in existence? Was white supremacy in existence? It was. Yeah, it was in existence. Okay. It was in existence. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. Was so was in existence. You guys, you didn't. You didn't engage with this person, went to like a vacuum in space somewhere where there was no such thing as racism. I guess. Got it. Yep. Now, because racism and the system, uh, racism was in existence, and uh, you are a non white person, 
were you taken advantage of because racism was in existence and they were white? No, I was not. You were not taken advantage of. How come? Um, first off, uh, because I chose to, I chose my action. Um, okay. You know, I'm in control of my action. I wasn't influenced. Um, it was a decision. So, yeah. So that would be my first take on, on the question is no, um, you can, you can only be taken advantage of if you're persuaded or you, you have, there's some influence to your decision. Could you have been taken advantage of you not be aware that you were being taken advantage of. I was fully aware. Um, okay. Yeah, I was fully aware. I take I would take full responsibility uh, for that. And then, just as you know, um, not being, uh, um, not degrading women in any in any way, shape, or form. But as a man, um, you know, the odds of me being taken advantage of in a situation like that, um, mm. you know, it's slim. Okay. Well, then, you know what? Run with me here. You going to run with me real quick? Let's run. Okay. Does the system of white supremacy exist? Yes. Was it in existence when you engaged in this sexual interaction with this white person? Yes. Are you a non-white person? Yes. Because the system of white supremacy is in existence and you are a non-white person, are you subject to the power position or the authority that white people are in because of racism? Am I subjected to the power that are they have? Or yeah, are you subjected to the power that they have? No, I'm not. I mean, you're, you're not subjected. So, I mean, it's, so, then, so then white supremacy... And in essence, means that white people are in a position of power and non-white people are not in a position of power. And I'm asking you, being a non-white person, are you subject to the system of white supremacy? I'm in the system, but whether I'm subjected to the system, no. Um, I, I choose not to. I, I, I firmly believe that what you allow yourself to be subjected to, then you're giving that uh, you're giving it permission to make you an object of, or, or, you know, a victim of that specific thing. Um, whether, you know, just because you have the, somebody has the power, whether, whether you submit to it is your, it's your choice. Now you can, uh, I didn't say submit. I mean, subject to it, meaning subject to it, meaning that you are subject to experience everything that is associated with the system of white supremacy. You've already, you've given examples, even in your profession, your experiences that you have, how multiple times, even though you are, you, you didn't submit to it, you're still subject to it. You're like, oh, I choose to ignore certain things that are happening, which I have no control over. That means you're subject to experiencing it, whether you submit or, ex or respond to it. That's totally a poor yours, but it is there. It is happening. It's there. It is there. Yeah. I mean, that's why. So when I'm saying subject, I mean, so are you subject to the system of white supremacy because you're not classified as white? Yes. Oh, OK. Yes. 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 I misunderstood okay. your question. 
No problem, no problem. So yes, so that means yes, you are subject to that right now. Question, here we go. Is it appropriate for a teacher to have sex with a student? Not at all. Not is, it at all. is it appropriate for an NFL, somebody in the NFL office, right? Whether they be female or male, to have sexual interaction with any of the players? No, I don't believe in fraternizing regardless. Okay. So there we go. All right. So so what about a boss and an employee? Would that be inappropriate? No. Okay. Uh, what about a prison guard with a prisoner? Mm -mm. Okay. So the reason why those things are inappropriate and fraternizing is because of the power relationship that one person has to another. There's a power dynamic in their interaction because the context of when they interact with each other or the environment that they interact with each other, one is in a position of power. The other one is subject to that position of power. Mm -hmm. My question now is, how is it in all relationships that are based upon the power dynamic between people, you see it as inappropriate, but when it comes to the power dynamic between white and non-white people, when it comes to sexual activity, you're saying that no, it is appropriate. And then in fact, because you're the one that is not in a position of power, how are you not being mistreated? How are you not being taken advantage of? Um, because they're not superior. The person that, um, you know, I, they may, uh, I don't look at them, you know, like we just, we just said, um, um, we're, I'm subjective to the system, right? Um, you're subjective. You're, yeah, subjective. you're subjected to it. So, to so, it. so, right. So even, you don't even have to be like, no, you're not. Su and I didn't say they're superior. They're in a position of superiority. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that they're a superior person, but they are in a position of power that you're subjected to. Yeah. So, 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 so by them being in a position of power, just as if they were the general, just as if they were the prison guard, just as if they was in the NFL owner, just as if they were the teacher, them having a sexual interaction with somebody who's subject to that position would be inappropriate. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. Um, okay. Just in my own personal opinion, uh, I don't see it that way because, like I said, I have friends who, you know, they may have acted a certain way, but with, you know, I gave them constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I, I don't like to generalize everybody. That's just period. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far to say that, but um, in regards to uh, the, you know, the, the subjective power of subjected, subjected to the position of power, to the position of power. Right. So yeah. meaning, so, so what it is, is what I'm saying, ultimately, it is the context in which the sexual interaction happened. And, and what, and so what I'm saying is, yes, you're absolutely right. Two men, a man and woman coming together is, is an equal experience. Absolutely. But if, but you had stated that this sexual interaction happened under the context of white supremacy, mm -hmm. just like, just like the prison guard with the prisoner, because they're in a, in a prison, 
The context is the prison. Their interaction is fraternized, right? You know what I'm saying? The mm. job, because you're in the job. So that's why I'm asking you, while in the system of white supremacy, being a non-white person and a white person, right? Is that not a form of being taken advantage of? No. Because of the position that they're in? No. I, 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 I don't. I don't believe okay. that. No, I don't believe okay. that. Could it be, and I'm asking you, could, could it be there and you just not be aware? You, the first, very first thing you said, the very first thing you said, man, two non-white people can be standing next to each other and we could be looking at the same thing and one could be like, no, nah, man, I don't see it. Uh, no, nah, I don't see it like that. I'm not seeing it there. And the other one's like, no, nah, man, it's there. I see it. There's some levels to this. Mm. Could, that be, could that be happening right now between you and I? Um, it very, it very could, but at the same time, um, it's your vantage point of how you, how you actually view it. Um, are you looking at it in that aspect? I don't, I'm looking, I, I don't even, how about, I don't know any other context to see it in because the sexual interaction happened within the system of white supremacy. You state, I, I believe that I know that to be true. And you'd be like, oh, yes, no, yes, racism was in existence. Yes, white, mm-hmm. white was in existence. So that means that it happened within that context. Because the white people that you had this sexual interaction with, did they know that they were white? Yes. Did they know that racism was in existence? Yes. So then they were fully aware of exactly what was going on. But even, are they, I'm sorry. Even if you weren't aware, remember, even if you weren't aware, that's why I said, could you have been, could you have been being taken advantage of and you really not know that it was happening. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... I go back um, to the point that, no, I don't think I was being taken advantage of. Um, once again, for the fact that I chose, um, I was fully aware and fully aware. Now, fully aware meaning fully aware of everything that went into it. Um Okay, we're talking about a system. All right, I'm aware of the system. I'm aware of who you are. You know uh, what your may, what your background may be. There's a you know there's a, when I'm making a conscious decision, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm reviewing all of that. I'm analyzing all of that. And uh, so no, I don't believe. No, I do not believe that. So so could it have been a chance? That these people that you had sexual interaction with, could they have been racist? It could have. It, it could have been a chance. I can't. I'm not going. I'm not going to put my name on that and say that. Um, you know, they in the presence of me, yes. and I can only say in the presence of me. No, they were not. Now Man, I can't I, speak. Let me tell you something. There was tons of white women especially uh, uh, wives of slave masters that had lots of sex. That's very true. That is very true. Man, and they practiced racism through and through and through and through. So Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is the possibility of the chances because they understood that they were white and they knew that racism was in existence. Could you have been having sex with a racist white person and not know it? That's very well true. That's That's very well true. So that means that you could have been, been taken advantage of and you just were not aware of it. And, and in hindsight, uh, that's that's very well true. Mm. I, I, yeah, very well true. 
the the reason why I ask these questions or I ask this specific type of question is because um, sex is one of the most powerful interactions we have as human beings. That's one of our highest physical interactions that we have, that we, sh that we share with each other. And because this interaction is so powerful, when it comes to the system of white supremacy, racist white people, white supremacists, have had the ability to control this interaction for the maintaining support of the system of white supremacy. One of those key factors is confusion. We are confused. We don't really know what is really going on because they understand that we don't know what's going on. They're taking advantage of us in our confusion, so much so that we don't even know that we're confused about it. And that even makes it double hard. You know what I'm saying? From my perspective, from my observation, I'm seeing that sexual interaction is happening with white people and non-white people are being taken advantage of only because the fact that the system of white supremacy is in existence. Now, I'm not trying to monitor people's bedroom activity. I'm not trying to, that's not what I'm doing. But what I am trying to bring to attention is that when this is happening, when it's non-white and white people, it is part of what is maintaining the system to stay where it's at right now. Everybody's talking about, yo, let's get rid of racism, let's get rid of white supremacy, let's get rid of it. And there are things that we're doing, like you said, there are things that we're doing we're not even aware of. We're not even, we don't even know that. And I, I am suggesting from my observation that one of those things that are help maintaining that is the sexual interaction that's happening. Now, I'm not saying that we should never have sexual interaction with white people. I'm just saying while racism is in existence, that we just restrain from the sexual activity, deal with the context which makes it inappropriate, and then go back at it. And then once it's gone and eliminated, we can go back at it like rabbits, man, and just do what we do. But how do you know when it's fully gone? Like, how can you make an assumption to say when it's fully gone? Like, that's, I think that goes deeper than just, you know, okay. observation. I think that's like, that's on a, a on a dang near spiritual level. Like, how do you make that a evaluation? Like, oh, wait, you're no longer racist, you know? No, no, it's not that you're no longer racist. It's that the system of white supremacy is no longer in existence. Yeah. Like, so how do you how, make that observation? That like, how do you make that? Um, by... Replacing, by replacing the system of white supremacy with a system of justice, with a system of harmony, with a system uh, that is balanced between people. See, it, it, is the, it is the existence of the system that makes it inappropriate. And what I'm saying is able to, you just showed me and gave me an example how there could be suspected racist white people that are in your team, that are on the football field with you, and they may even be the most devoutest racist ever. But when they're in there, that locker room, it, they turn it off so much so that you've never seen it your entire time since you've been an NFL player. So they have the, the capability and the ability to stop being racist, to stop practicing white supremacy. Mm -hmm. They just choose when to and when not to do it. What I'm saying is for them to choose not to do it at all. So, so how do I know? I know this to be true because they're all, they do it now. They do it in front of you. They do it to you right now. 
there are there man there's there there are suspected racists on that team that you're going to be in the locker room with but they know very good and well not to bring any of that not to do any of that in that locker room so i know they have the capability to stop doing this they they have the capa- that just that alone they know like you said they could be in professional they could be in a professional environment they know when to shut it off they know when to shut it off and to turn it on they do it in front of your face every day so, so to answer your question, how do I know when it's done? I know when it's done because no matter where I go, no matter what environment I'll be in, they can stop practicing the system of white supremacy. That's how I know. Mm-hmm. That's how you know. You're aware of it. You know as well. You're, you, you are an experiencing. I'm not in that locker room. You're the one. You experience it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's that's a that's a different point to look at it as. Um mm. I I never really looked at it like that. Um mm. uh, for the for reasons, but um I do believe that you know it has to be uh steps. It has to be steps. Um and you know um whether I think that is the the right step uh, in that to direction? And to, yeah, to rest- I think it's one of them. This is restrain from sexual activity for a moment. I'm not saying forever. I'm just saying for a moment, so that we can deal with the system of white supremacy together. Like I, I like I, 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 man, I admit, man, there are many white people and non-white people who have sharing and loving relationships, and I also know the capacity to have a sharing and loving relationship can happen without any sexual activity. I do know that. Oh yeah, without you know question. So 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 because because of the context in which we're interacting with each other makes it inappropriate, we have a chance to just say hold on, pause. I'm not saying we're not going to do this, but man, let's work on getting rid of this together, man. Let's let's focus on that. And then once we focus on getting rid of that, man, we can come back and do what we do. Yeah, that's 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 a uh, that's a tough challenge for for interracial <laughs> couples, man. I, I that's a tough <laughs> that's a tough no, challenge. Come on, come on. Let me. I'm gonna be even more specific. I didn't say couples. I'm just saying the in basic interaction because there's because I'm gonna tell you. You're right saying now, interaction. Period. That's even no, harder. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the just the interaction itself okay. because you can still have. Those relationships, I just you can still have minus the sexual aspect of it for a moment. Okay, for a moment, and 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 this is the other thing, and this may seem contradictory. And I admit, remember, I'm confused, but this may seem contradictory. If it is a loving relationship and share of exchange, and you're making babies, and you guys are married, and you have a family, I'm with that 100 percent. What I'm not, what I don't, what I am not, what I am not uh, sure of, what I see is confusing, is when it, it happens and there's no purpose for it happening. So it's just that's for sex sake. So there's no, there's no, there's nothing behind it that is purpose. Or we're not, we're not here to build a family. Or we're not here to maintain a, a loving relationship, right? Mm. Because what is happening is there's a whole lot of sexual activity happening with no babies being born with no purpose of having a relationship with anyone. 
That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the frivolous. Nah, we're just going to do it just to do it together. Like, you know why? Because I, I, I practice counter-racist logic, right? And you'll see, and they'll say, because some people will even listen. They're like, man, Austin, you sound just like the uh, KKK. You sound just like those racist white supremacist skinheads. They like, say, no, no more mixing other races. Don't like, nah, I didn't say that. I am with 100% of the mixing of the races. I'm with that. But what I am not with is just frivolous sex alone. You know why? Because the counter racist logic shows that uh, KKK and uh, um, neo-Nazi, they don't want the races to mix. But guess what? They have no problem gang raping a black woman. They'll have no problem paying for black prostitution. They have no problem fulfilling their need and desire to get with a black guy and, you know, the black man and the black man's penis. And I just wanted I just wanted to experiment. You see what I'm saying? Mm. They have no pro- they have no problem doing that. But what they won't do is they won't they don't want to bear children. What they don't do is they won't want to marry. Now, what I'm saying is bear children, do it and, and, and have a family and connect and, and build and do that. But not on some not on some whim. We're not going to I'm saying restrain on doing it off the whim type. Let's restrain from just doing frivolous sex with them because it's the frivolous joint that is happening that is helping create this confusion. You didn't produce any children with these women, did you? Mm-mm. All right. That's what I mean. Were you intending on uh, producing any children with these women? No, not at all. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Refrain from the frivolous one point uh, of the sexual interaction with white people. Refrain from that and let's really go after what's really going on. Now, if you a biracial baby, if you're in a relationship, you're married and like, yo, I've been married to this white guy. I've been married to this white woman. We have children. Beautiful. I'm with that. What I'm talking about is the frivol is the frivolous one, the one that that has no no, no meaning. Yeah. Yes. I got you. Yeah. Yes. Only because the system of white supremacy is the context when this frivolous is happening, and that's what's making it inappropriate. On our end, we're the ones being taken advantage of when this happens. Got you. Last final, final, final remarks, final things. Uh, what do you think it would be uh, some solutions? Or what do you think is a solution or a solution that would kind of help end the system of white supremacy and racism and replace it with a system of justice? Uh, accountability. Um, accountability. Communication. Uh, just uh, open-mindedness, just like, you know, we, on this pod, we've been, you know, open, open-minded and, you know, you bring in questions and, uh, answers, stuff that's swept under the table, uh, questions like that, uh, things that people don't want to talk about, uh, things that people, you know, it puts pressure on people to talk about, um, uh, questions like that and, and just, uh, you know, just honesty, man, honesty, um, with each other. Uh, what is your, what is your issues with me? What are my issues with you? How can we fix this? What do I need to do? How can I compromise? How can you compromise? Where do you feel like, you know, um, this started? How can we get right. to the end point? Questions like that. And then ultimately you have to come up with a goal, a blueprint, and you have to put it to action. Um, I think that's, that's where that's where it has to, you know, that's where it has to go. Right. Mm. I pre. I, I think that. Do you? Uh, what are some? Uh, what are some things that you, you have children? What are What are some of the things that you uh, 
that you're going to hope to instill or teach your children when it comes to racial thinking? So I, I, I teach my children love, man. Um, teach mm. my children uh, love and patience. Um, love and patience. Love and patience. Um, right. For the fact that with those two, you can do so much. I'm a firm believer that love wins everyone. Uh-huh. Love wins everyone. Uh-huh. And you have to be patient because while you may love, you know, be exercising to win somebody, you know, they're not going to move as fast as others. So you have to be patient in in, in the process of others' transformations. Um, you know, not everybody, not everybody sheds skin like as fast, you know, um, like snakes. Some people got to go through a full transformation, like a caterpillar into a butterfly. So, um, yeah. you know, I, that's one of the things that I, you know, I tell my children, um, even at the young age, is man, love and patience. Um, that's that's what you have to be. You have to be patient in everything. Uh, I believe patience, and that just that's in all flows of life, but. Um, that's, that's my, that's my two teachings. Mm. Well, man, you know what? I just want to tell you, man, I appreciate everything that you said on here. I've learned a lot. Um, I also want to tell you that I'll be praying for you to be healthy and safe while you out there in the NFL, while you performing at that top level, man, you are one of very few that can make it even to that level and maintain as well as you've maintained. So please be healthy. Please be conscientious. The system of white supremacy, like you said, man, it's, it's, it's real. It's out here. And you've seen it all the time. And I just want to tell you, I thank you and I appreciate you, good brother. Uh, my, my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to, you know, share my views and opinions on uh, the different topics and, uh, ultimately, you know, win. Yeah, indeed. Peace, good brother. All right, take care, brother.